Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. This Week in the State Line, I'm Steve Summers. We're talking with Shannon Bell, who is the organizer, one of the founders of the very cool Ease the Mind motorcycle ride, which is coming up, what, September 12th? Is that right, Shannon? Yes. All right, so tell us a little bit about the whole Ease the Mind concept and why you came up with the name and the bike ride. So this is our third annual motorcycle ride for mental health and suicide preventions for the veterans. Um, I am a nurse out at the Rockford VA, and that's actually how it originated, Um, out there working with the veterans and seeing uh, a lot of them come in. Some of them ride motorcycles, and they were just like, so relaxed, just so with the ease of mind that, you know, I came up with, that's how I came up with the name, Ease the Mind, because they just felt like it was relaxing and they could just have their freedom. And we've been doing very well, Women in the Wind. With our first ride, we had over $2,000 and we gave to the area of the clinics, Rockford, Janesville, and Freeport. And then on our second year last year we gave to organizations in the Rockford community and we also did a lot with stand down the canine the Rockford canine we gave to them as well so oh, this cool. year we're looking to give out to a veteran family that uh, is in need especially with all the crazy times right now with covid looking for that that one family that will need these funds. It's amazing that riding a motorcycle is still good because it's outdoors, there's social Mm -hmm. distancing involved, and you could still hold your event. Yes, absolutely. We will. Masks are going to be, you know, where obviously you're on your motorcycle, you don't have to wear masks, but people wear helmets. But once we get to the locations, they have the social distancing and the, the mask available as well. And veterans, I take it, ride free? Yep. Awesome. All right, so how much does it cost to get your motorcycle, any kind of motorcycle, not just one brand, any kind of motorcycle yes, involved in this? anybody can join with this. Uh, it's $20 per rider and then 15 per passenger. We start at Cagle Harley-Davidson at 11 a.m. Shout out to them. They're amazing. Always helping women in the wind, always helping with us uh, with anything that we have for motorcycles. And then kickstands up at noon. Well, the first stop will be at Chopier Tap in Wisconsin, and then we will stay there about a half hour and then go to Stables Bar and Grill in Orfordville, Wisconsin. Right. And we are, there's also music by Solar. They're amazing. They're a, uh, they do rock, kind of more of a rock and roll band, and uh, they start at 2.30. All right, so $20 per rider, $15 per passenger. You register at 11 a.m. at Cagle Harley-Davidson. When do you start mm-hmm. rolling down the street here? So 12, 12 o'clock. All right. Kickstands yeah, up? No. I like that. Kickstands up at noon. Yeah, kickstands up at 12, yep. <laughs> and then you're going to Show Pier Tap in Wisconsin. Then you're going to Orfordville, so you're going up and to the east a little bit. Yes. Yep. Excellent. All right. So the, the whole thing, you sign up in advance or just show up the morning of and sign up right there and pay your fee? Yep. Show up the morning of at Kegel Harley-Davidson. Again, we'll be there probably around 1030, so, but registration starts right at 11. And there, there's no pre-sign-ups or anything? We'll you just, just sign up in person. And that. Yep. So if you want to come there a little earlier, they'll have some uh, some stuff out there for you to kind of just look at, and then the registration will start at 11 o'clock. All right. Do you see more of a need now for, I guess, the funding to help with the suicide prevention for vets? You think that mental health for anyone right now is through the roof, yeah. but for vets, it's got to be even worse. Right. It's um, just 
you know, day by day working and trying to open up our facility and, and be able to accommodate everybody, accommodate the veterans, especially ones that have problems with mental health, suicide, and it has been very hard. So a lot of people are struggling with this whole, with COVID, with everything. So it's, it, it's going to be a good thing to once again give out to a family in need that, that needs these uh, needs these funds. Talking with Shannon Bell from Ease the Mind, third annual motorcycle ride for mental health and suicide prevention for vets. Vets ride free. Get your bike out of the store, Jerry. Get out and get yourself some fresh air and make a, a difference in a great cause. Again, it's September 12th. That's a Sunday, uh, Saturday, correct? Saturday. That's a Saturday. Yep. Saturday. Yep. Beautiful. So hopefully, hopefully great weather. And it was amazing last year. I know a lot of people that ride motorcycles, they love the rides because you're you're like, again, you're outside. You don't have to be clamped in anywhere. So um, again, fresh air, just get out and ride and have a good time. Eat some food, have a good time, (laughs) give to a good cause and and uh, relax. Yeah, enjoy summer while you can. Winter is looming. Right, I know. right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shannon. Good luck with your Ease Thank the Mind you, motorcycle Steve. event. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. More of this week in the state line continues this Labor Day weekend. Hang on. Yeah, military life can have its challenges, but sometimes veteran life brings more. While serving in Iraq, an IED took both my legs, but it didn't take my spirit. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My name is Greg Gadsden, 26-year Army veteran. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. DAV helps veterans like me get all the benefits they've earned, and that can be a life changer. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Today, I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and public speaker. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. With the right support, there are no limits. My victory is just being the best that I can be. Greg Gadsden, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This week in the State Line rolls on. I am Steve Summers being joined by Bill Grinnell, the Executive Director of the Literacy Council, and our good friend Debbie Lindley. Good morning, everybody. How are we? Good morning. Morning. Then we must all be doing healthy, which is a great thing these days. I'm glad you joined us today because we are now in a new month and readers are leaders for the Literacy Council is on. Tell us a little bit more about that, Bill. Oh, absolutely. I'm really excited about this program. September is the National Literacy Month. And as a way of celebrating that, we have set up a campaign where we are asking various community leaders across the Winnebago, Boone, and Northeast Ogle counties to join us and read a, um, either a book or a passage from a book of something that was interesting to them in their childhood or something they like to read to kids or something they like as, uh, reading as an adult. And uh, we're asking them to let us record them and share that on our social media and in the process, uh, help us to spread the word about our organization, what we do, and uh, hopefully help uh, re- uh, recruit a few more volunteers and uh, learners to uh, broaden our organization. So the readers would also bring the book with them that they are thinking of reading to whatever group that they're going to be reading to. Absolutely. For example, uh, I'm a reader myself, and The book that I chose to read was a Hardy Boys book. I'm going to read just a small portion of it that my aunt and I read when I was about eight years old on a 
couch in a cottage in Wisconsin. And uh, it, from my memory, that is the first chapter book I ever worked on reading as a kid. And it brings back very fond memories, having sat there with my aunt as she helped me to increase my reading and ability to read. So um, uh, we're asking different people around the community to join us. We've had the mayor of Rockford and the mayor of uh, Belvedere, uh, several different uh, police officers, including the chief, the uh, fire department, and uh, emergency medical. We're planning to put their videos up on 9-11 to honor uh, their service. We're also uh, asking different uh, members of the community from uh, different civic service clubs like Rotary or Kiwanis or uh, other um, organizations like churches, synagogues, mosques. Uh, we're trying to spread it around as, to as many different parts of the community as we possibly can because we would like to show that literacy is important to everyone and the more literate we make our community, the better our community is for everybody. And as a reader, I'll be doing some of the reading. I do love to read the Webster's Dictionary, but I won't bring that because that may be too boring. So uh, I'll bring the cat in Probably the hat. a good choice. <laughs> uh, a, <laughs> apple, a fruit from, see, that could be forever. We won't go there. Uh, Debbie Lindley, how are you doing? And what is your connection with the Literacy Council this year? I'm doing great, Steve. Thank you. I am program director here at the council. So I oversee our programs that we have with our adults. We have classes and we have one-on-one tutoring. And uh, we're in the middle of getting started for the fall classes. It's a little different this year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are looking for students, anyone who is interested in improving their skills, their education skills. We have academic skills classes, and that's for basic education, reading, writing, and math. We also have classes for ESL students. That's English as a second language. So non-native speakers that want to learn English are more than welcome to join us in class. And how do we get a hold of you if we are like have all this free time on our hands now? Now is a good time to learn. It is a good time. So they can um, go onto our website. They can call here at the council, go to our Facebook page. Our number here at the council is 815-963-7323. And they can call us here for information or go to our website or our Facebook page. And we have a link to our registration, our online registration for for our fall classes. So all they have to do is fill that out and we will get in touch with them. So my question then to either you, Bill, or Debbie, is with the pandemic and people can't be out as much, is there social learning on the Internet? I mean, can we do Zooms? Will we be able to be instructed through virtual Zoom classes? Absolutely. Our fall classes are all going to be virtual, and our instructors are will use Zoom. And also we have other e-resources that they will use, both for the basic education classes and also for the ESL classes. So we have a lot of different opportunities for them to learn. So we're hoping, even though it won't be our usual face-to-face classes, we still will will be there for them and be able to help them improve their skills. You know, just being a positive person that I am, I'm thinking with the pandemic, you could actually reach more people by doing the Zoom lessons than just one-on-one tutoring, correct? So this could really pay off dividends for the Literacy Council in a positive way. Well, absolutely. That's a good point. And because transportation oftentimes is an issue 
for the learner to get to a class this way they are they just stay in their classes right in their house so that's a good thing yeah you can reach more people so bill uh we do have a couple more minutes here do you want to uh, stress that you are looking for more involvement for the literacy council here at this point Absolutely. We're very excited to get some more volunteers to come help us and join us in this uh, journey that we are helping people to become more literate in our communities. Uh, Surprisingly, within our service area, we have almost 50,000 people that uh, are in an English second language situation and almost 21,000 people that are at or below a 12th grade literacy level. So we have lots of opportunity, and we need lots of people to help us with that. And, uh, you know, for about two hours a week, you can change the life of an adult somewhere in our community and make life a little bit easier for them, help them have an improved life, and uh, with any good luck, uh, a brighter future by either better employment or just making things a little bit easier for them as they go through their day-to-day life. Uh, We're also looking for more learners to join us. So if you know someone that you think is possibly an English second language learner or someone who may have had a, some situation where they didn't make it all the way through or didn't do it successfully through the public school system, uh, we would love to have you pass the word and ask them to give us a call, and we'll do our best to help them and improve their life. So and, that, uh, that number still would be 963-READ, which is 7323, right? 963-7323? That's exactly right. All right. And uh, for those that have a cell phone and would care to help support our organization, if they would care to text the word literacy to 26989, that will send them a link that would allow them to make a donation. And like so many nonprofits across our region, uh, we need all the help and support that we can get right now because it's going to be a tough year of fundraising. And whether it's a $5 donation or a $5,000 donation, we will happily take any donations to help support our cause. So text the word literacy to what was that number one more time for texting? Sure. 26989. 89. I always learn so much. I love this program because you get connected to the community and uh, you just wouldn't realize that this is a great opportunity to learn how to read if you don't at this time because of the pandemic. So Bill, thank you so much for checking in. Bill Grinnell from the uh, Literacy Council and Debbie Lindley, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, this weekend, the state line rolls on in a moment. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have even bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
Grab a cup of coffee. It's time to talk with Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. I'm Steve Summers. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Hey, Steve. I'm doing really good. Uh, Thanks so much for having me on. This week, we lost a landmark in Rockford, built back in 1869, the Rockford Masonic Cathedral, also known as the Metro Christian Center. Uh, What are your thoughts on the fire and the uh, quick demolish of that building? Yeah, just really sad. So uh, our fire department did a really an exemplary job getting on the scene as quick as possible, doing everything they could to save that just gorgeous structure. Uh, and it's just, it's really sad to see a building built in 1869 that had uh, really strong bones and was just really a gorgeous uh gorgeous structure in our community to see that come down is really a shame it went up so quick uh, the wood was so old it, it just had to be like like tinder yeah it really it went up so quick and then it uh posed so much uh, of a risk to the public that we actually uh i went down there myself last night and while we were down there we ended up having to call in uh a demolition contractor and thank goodness they were able to get out there uh and when I say thank goodness, I'm not excited that it came down, but I was, uh, we were fortunate that we were able to get a contractor out there to limit any potential uh, risk to neighbors and or all the citizens. Well, that, that building stands right by the sidewalk, right by the roadway, and those tall buildings, the walls are all brick, but without the wood structure, that could blow over, and any of the breeze we're getting or anything, it could blow right over. Yeah, and you could see last night when I was down there, and I'm no expert, but you could see uh, from uh, the just the tremendous heat uh, of that fire and how quickly it was spreading, uh, you were seeing uh, parts of that building really uh, decay pretty quickly. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, without the, the bones of wooden structure underneath, uh, it was just really dangerous. Yeah, uh, a big loss for the community, no doubt. Um It'll be cleaned up completely probably sooner than later because it's right there by the highway? Absolutely. I mean, we're we're jumping on it right away. We had the contractor out late last night, uh, who were, which we were able to get the building down. It's still smoldering a bit now, uh, so we'll take care of that and then begin to remove that debris as quickly as we possibly can. Uh, moving on to a different topic, uh, your response to the comments made by Javon Bay concerning Mercy Health. Uh, and the campus up on North Rockton Avenue, uh, you responded, uh, give you a chance to share your thoughts. Yeah, so first and foremost, uh, Javon Bay is the person who makes the decisions for Mercy. It's not the city of Rockford, and certainly not me. Uh, he has systematically, over the last 10, 12 months, uh, reduced really critical core services uh, at that facility, which is really a shame. Uh, he has reduced the pediatric unit. He has uh, cut mental health beds out of there completely, and there's a hearing today to which I will uh, provide my statement in opposition and really plead with uh, the facilities review board to not let him close uh, the mental health beds. Uh, and now he's reduced the uh, emergency room yet again. So uh, really difficult, and especially when you look at the mental health beds. We as a community just recently stood up uh, for uh, a sales tax saying that we need better care for those who are experiencing mental health crises and are in need of uh, mental health assistance. And so we stood up as a community and overwhelmingly supported a tax, which in today's climate 
uh, for a community to do that. It just shows, uh, number one, our values as a community, but also the tremendous need. And to see Javon Bay cut those services at a time that our community is saying we need more of them, uh, it's just really a shame. This uh, saga will probably continue for a few more months, I would imagine. Yeah, well, hopefully they see the light and they begin serving uh, the citizens uh, as Rockford Health System did over uh, on the west side. So uh, I'm hopeful that I'm always kind of the eternal optimistic uh, person that uh, Javon will see the light and begin really providing the services and stick to that responsibility that's not just a financial responsibility. It's a, it's a civic and it's a moral responsibility, I believe, that that nonprofit has to serve those in the greatest need. And that's what Rockford Health System did. And now under Javon's leadership at Mercy, they seem to systematically cut services, which is really, uh, really a shame. So moving on with your positive mentality, the minor or I'm sorry, the uh, rehab housing program, the lottery program that I've been reading about. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because it sounds so interesting and so positive for homeowners. Absolutely. So we know right now, uh, due to COVID-19, that uh, there's so many people hurting. If if citizens are unemployed, if businesses uh, are struggling to make payroll uh, and uh, and meet their we need to provide as much assistance as we can. So uh, this minor rehab program would provide individuals who qualify between $2,000 and $25,000 to do rehab at their home. And that could be exterior uh, fixes. It could be mechanical, electrical, plumbing, uh, even accessibility uh, improvements to your home. So uh, please uh, look at the City of Rockford's website, which is www. Uh, dot rockfordil.gov. Uh, we are here to help as many citizens as we can, and uh, we know we're going to get probably far more applications than we are able to meet the need of, uh, but we want to help as many citizens as we can during this tough time to get those much-needed home repairs that can be incredibly costly. So we're providing uh, a grant to those uh, folks for 2000 up to $25,000 to get uh, improvements done at your home. We are also just announced 25 small businesses, micro-businesses, and micro-enterprises are really uh, those businesses that are embedded in our neighborhoods that employ our friends and family that have employees of zero up to five. And so these are the entrepreneurs in our community that are employing our own citizens and are in our neighborhoods. And we just announced 25 uh, different companies will be getting a relief from us. And we're uh, pushing forward a yet another program to help small businesses this Monday night that we hope that we can help just as many small businesses uh, during this really difficult time. $25,000, you can do a lot of rehabilitation with that on your home. Yeah, it's kind of a misnomer when you hear uh, minor rehab and you hear that you can get uh, funds up to 25000 because you can really make a dramatic impact on a property uh, with that kind of fund. Yeah, especially if you need a new roof. <laughs> that takes half of it right there. No doubt. It definitely does. Uh, the Family Peace Center. Believe it or not, we talked a little bit over a month ago about the Family Peace Center opening, and uh, we've just passed that milestone of uh, a month old now. So any last-minute thoughts? Uh, getting feedback from the community? What are your thoughts? So, really, we're so thankful and grateful to the community's support of this initiative, to the Rockford Police Department's support of this initiative, and to the employees of the Family Peace Center. They've done a phenomenal job to get us where we're at today. And so uh, through about 30, 35 days, we have signed up 
uh, 38 clients. We have also helped about another three or four dozen individuals who may not have signed up as clients but needed to be referred to services or just were in the information gathering stages. And we, uh, what's interesting, Steve, in just these first 30 days, uh, we have signed up clients and assisted uh, citizens in our community with child abuse, elder abuse, sexual assault, domestic violence, and human trafficking. So the five areas that this center is to help citizens, we've uh, been helping them already in the first 30 days. And the final finishing touches, construction touches on that facility will be done over the next two weeks and over the next, you know, 30, 45 days, uh, COVID, uh, if COVID allows us, we are going to be doing an official grand opening. Would love you, Steve, and your listeners to have the opportunity to come in, uh, take a look at this facility, take a look at what we as a community have done to really show again our values of that we are here for survivors and that, number one, we believe them. Number two, we're ready to wrap our arms around them and provide the services that they need. And three, that we can provide them hope that tomorrow is going to be a better day because their community supports them. Amazing. So many people have been helped in the first 30 days already. Those numbers are staggering. Gosh. It really is. I mean, it's it's really uh, amazing. It's a blessing, but it's also incredibly sad. And we are in September. It's uh, almost deadline for the census. Now is your time to fill that out. Uh, you have until, what, the end of this month, correct? The end of this month. We're under 30 days. We absolutely need every single Rock 40 in to complete the census. You can complete it. It takes five, six minutes. You can go to my2020census.gov. That's my2020census.gov. Again, this is really critical that every single person who calls Rockford home completes the census because it not only uh, helps uh, with our representation uh, at the federal level and in the state of Illinois, we know we're going to lose one congressional seat uh, due to the census, and we're really hopeful that we won't lose a second one. Uh, and on top of that, it helps your local community. If you live in Loves Park, Rockford, McChesney Park, wherever you call home, please complete the census because it it provides much-needed federal funding for really critical core services, and it provides about $1,560 per person that completes the census. Uh, for each year, for 10 years. So that's 15000 around $15,600 that your community can get by you spending five or six minutes to complete the census. It's absolutely critical, and thanks for mentioning it again, Steve. All right, my2020census.gov. Do it today. Uh, we're going into Labor Day weekend. Um, COVID-19 and Labor Day weekend, our first time living in this new world. Any uh, comments you'd like to make to the city as we get into this holiday weekend? This is a celebratory weekend that you often get together with friends and family, uh, and we certainly should celebrate uh, the wonderful work and uh, progress that uh, our labor uh, brothers and sisters have made in our country and right here in Rockford. But with that being said, understand this, that just yesterday we had 61 new cases of COVID-19. Uh, our positivity rate is slowly ticking up. Just uh, about 10 days ago, it was at 3.9%. Today, I believe it's at 5.1 or 5.2%. So it is increasing, and we don't want that to increase. So please, uh, to all listeners, there are very few things that we can do to make a tremendous impact. But each one, the good news is, each one is very easy. Number one, wear your face covering. I don't care if you're with your friends and family, wear your face covering. Wash your hands religiously. Uh, Make sure that you're still practicing that social distancing. And if you are going to gather uh, gather outside, help eliminate some of the risks and reduce some of the risks 
uh, that come with uh, moving your events outside. So please, everyone, take caution this weekend. We really don't want to see a big spike. And I'll be up front with you and say, you know, if you're looking at Mother's Day, you're looking at Fourth of July, you're looking at any of these major uh, holidays that individuals and families get together, we have seen really big increases after each one. We don't want to see that this uh, weekend because we're at a critical juncture, especially with our positivity rate, especially with the case numbers, that we're already leaning into that orange category for the state of Illinois. And uh, do if you're not going to do it because I'm saying it, I get that. Do it so that you can keep your friends and your family employed, that you can keep these small businesses working, because our small businesses would be absolutely decimated if we had to take a step backwards and reduce hours, go to only uh, – uh, pickup uh, and outdoor eating. So please, please take this seriously. Tell your friends and family to take this seriously. It's no joking matter. And it is uh, it is a deadly virus. So please uh, take it seriously. Well, well said. And you have a safe and uh, happy Labor Day weekend yourself. Uh, next week, no fires. Let's have no fires to talk about next week. How's that? I'll work on that for you. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for all that you do. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope uh, that you get some time to be with your friends and family. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. You take care, Steve. I'm Steve Summers. And this has been This Week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line. Or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.